As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, guys. Panther Rants Podcast. Happy Friday to you guys. And uh, it's raining miserable here. I'm not sure about what you guys are dealing with up there, if it's still snowing or what, or whoever else listens to this around the country. But, yeah, it's miserable here, and I'm on my way to work. I really would have loved to work from home today, but... One of my coworkers decided to drop something on my lap at four o'clock yesterday. And we need this by tomorrow. Okay. Fine. It's not like I have nothing else to do in my in my daily tasks. You know. It's not like I have a whole bunch of stuff I have to catch up on. But hey, whatever. Anything's done, I'll just drop with the I'm doing and doing. But I get to work for them on Monday because my kids have a dentist appointment and all three of them do. So <sighs> that'll be fun. Anyways, Pitt, uh, the other day, dropped the game to uh, Georgia Tech. You know, they kept the game closed for most of it, and Georgia Tech sucks. I don't know how uh, Josh Pastor still ha- still ha- is still working or still keeps a job, basically, you know, basically Calipari handed him the uh, the Memphis job, and all he had to do was, you know, maintain it, and he tried to, and of course he decided to get out while he could, which is probably smart on his part, because things weren't going too swimmingly for uh, Memphis since then, because, you know, and I think Calipari handed him a really good recruiting class, too. He left them a really good one. I think Will Barton was in that class. He's now in the NBA, of course. But Josh really hasn't done a whole lot much since then. And, well, I think people expected more of Josh. And it just didn't happen. I mean, basically, it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much where a certain person opens a restaurant and it's really successful and he decides to move on hand to his partner or somebody that you know he really likes or he or she really likes my apologies and um, you know they they uh, basically get to manage it and own it and, so, and unfortunately for some uh, in some instances, they build upon the restaurant or whatever, the business, make it more, you know, successful. Some just keep it the way it is and just, you know, hey, hey just like keep, let the mic keep coming in. Or some just treat it like a uh, cash cow and just, you know, it's a pay for them and then they milk it until it, it runs out. Kind of like my mom's business, you know, she had a partnership with a, with 
with uh, somebody, and they had a really good business, and um, and it was easy to maintain. And unfortunately, her and a fortunately in business, we have a partnership. Well, if you don't get along with your partner after a while, then that's when that's when business falls apart. So she allowed her partner to to uh, you know, to buy her out. Things went, you know, and after that, the, you know, the business went south. I mean, there were some things that you know my mom offered to do for her before you know the business, you know, before she was gone. One of them was to get out of debt because they still had debt they had to pay off, and she offered to pay the debt off right then and there. Well, no, she just wanted my mom gone, and of course. The business fell apart, and I think she, whatever money, whatever money she had left for my mom, she pocketed and lied about it. And you know, she could have sought a lawyer, but at the end of the day, she, she would never recover that money anyway. She would have, but of course, the lawyers would have jacked her up. But karma has a uh, has a way of doing things to people, so I'm sure she'll get hers. Anyways, guys. Back to uh, my original point. Well, I was talking Josh Pastner. But as far as pick goes, obviously, right now, they're just, um, they're limited. They're doing all they can. I mean, they broke 60 points this last game, and they still lost, unfortunately. It's just, it's frustrating at times, because when you think they finally, they, they finally have something together in a game, they finally are in a position to do something. They, um, well, they start missing shots or missing free throws. All kinds of weird stuff happens. But, you know, it's going to take another year or two for, you know, this to get better. I mean, the potential's there. It just, Cable's got to get more players. Terrell Brown has obviously been an up and down type of player, and I don't know why. Earlier in the year, it seemed like the guy had all the confidence in the world. I mean, he was a badass. Now he's just not, not that much. I mean, I said I said you know, during the game, I said, you know, if Jamie Dixon would see Terrell Brown shoot a three or attempt a three, he'd probably have his transfer papers waiting for him when he got to the bench. But but then again, his rebounding has been so mediocre that he probably wouldn't be on the he probably wouldn't have been on the court anyway. And people lame in the back, Cam Johnson and Ryan Luther not being here, and if they were here, it would be really good. I don't. I kind of disagree with that. I, I think in the case of Cam Johnson, um, I think he's so good now is because, well, he had a lot of potential, but then he went to uh, North Carolina and obviously got really good coaching. And I'm sure Ryan Luther going to Arizona with Sean Miller, he's gotten better coaching down there as well. So I really don't think they'd be any better any better if they would stay at Pitt than what they were. I mean, sure they would improve, but I I don't think they, I, you know I don't think Cam Johnson would be a borderline NBA pick right now, drought you know first round pick. Than he is right now, and you know there were some other fun fun things that happened this that you know that same night. Uh, Duke and North Carolina squared off, and uh, you know how that goes. It was Zion and versus the uh, the Carolina Blue, 
And something happened, you know, and of course this was a big game, and of course tickets were going for three grand in some instances. This was a huge game. And, you know, it's kind of like dumping some big money into something and it just falls apart. It's like buying the uh, the, the 60 grand BMW that you wanted and it uh, ends up being a lemon. Or as soon as you, or as soon as you pull it off the lot, some guy slams into your into the side of it. Funny, huh? So in the game, Zion's, uh, you know, landed awkwardly, and his shoe exploded, and he was gone the rest of the. Um, he was gone the rest of the year. Not the year, I mean the game. So we really didn't know the extent of the guy's injury. And of course, the pay the, the pay uh, the pay college athletes crowd came out of the woodwork. You know, because it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's Zion, obviously, has been the only guy that's, that's gotten injured in a game all year. You know, I mean, I, I've referenced test, t- you know, TCU losing four, four players for the year. But I don't see anybody coming out to them and saying, well, yeah, we should pay these guys. You know, we should pay them. You know, this is, you know, they're, they're doing all this and we're not paying them. No, we're not, we're not hearing that garbage at all. No, but Zion gets hurt and obviously everybody wants to, wants to scream about amateurism is a con. NCAA is a big scam. Well, for one thing, these kids, they don't just get a scholarship, okay? It's not like they just get handed a scholarship and say... Well, yep. Go to school, Johnny. You got your free scholarship. They get free health care. They get a whole. They got tutoring. They get a whole bunch of stuff. They get a lot of stuff that regular college kids don't get. So, well, a lot of people want to sell my soapbox about it, and at the same time, telling the normal college student who's taking out, Lord knows how many in loans, living off of ramen noodles. And Totino's pizzas to get their asses to the games and you know donate and support donate and support the uh, the team because they need the money. It just I don't know. I mean, for Zion it was unfortunate. I mean, I there's been a really few times I've seen a shoe explode on the court. It rarely happens, so I'm sure you know Duke, Nike, and um, because you know that's who, who uh, Duke's getting all their money from. You know, I'm sure these in Zion's camp. I'm sure they will have a big, nice little conversation. Of what happened? Of what happened that night? Why the hell did my shoe explode on the court? It's like we got all this money invested in this guy. Why the hell did you guys give us a damn shoe that explodes? And Duke also took an insurance policy off for him, supposedly, and it's worth, I guess it was worth up to $8 million. So the kid's going to get money. And the kid, obviously, and now the big topic is whether whether or not he finishes this season or not. Z- I mean, I mean, let's be honest, that decision's up to Zion if he wants to play. He supposedly loves to play college basketball. He loves the experience. And that's going to be up to him. And I'm sure if he, even if, 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 he decide, if he decides to play, and if it's his decision, 
you're going to hear people say, well, you know, Duke's making them play, you know, they're, his, the sponsors make them play, and no, nobody's going to make him play, all right? The guy's talented as he is. So if this shoe sponsor is going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to pull whatever if you don't play, somebody else will come grab him, and they'll get rich off his ass. But as one guy person said, you know, with this whole, you know, this whole argument, he brought me on Twitter, he sees, is not everybody's a star like Zion, which, you know, he's got a really big point. I'm not going to argue with him on that. I mean, I'm not going to hyperventilate. He's a point. He's got a point. He's a star. So, I mean, there's things at the, at the instant that we could do. I mean, the thing about it is this money that they make, it just, just doesn't, it doesn't go to the best, basketball programs. It goes to all the programs they got to fund. It just can't be done, okay? I mean, UConn's $40 million in the hole. They can't do it. Nobody can. Because here's the thing. If you pay Zion, you got to pay everybody else. That's how, just how it goes. I mean, what can you do? Well, one thing you do is lift the one-year NBA rule that the, that the uh, NBA imposed on NCAA players, you know, the league of players that bitched on Twitter that night about how things need to change because of Zion, uh, hey, your league imposed, actually your players union and the NBA agreed on that one year rule. So maybe you guys should, uh, you guys should have a discussion and yank that one year wait. That's not the NCAA's fault, that's the NBA's. And I'm sure, and supposedly it was done to avoid the, you know what 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 has happened before, like you know Kwame Brown and this and that. I get that, but you know what? These kids are 18. If they want to, if they want to go pro, let them go pro. And if they don't work out in the NBA, if things don't work out, if they're busts, if they don't make the team, whatever, well, let them go back to college. Let, let them be on scholarship. I mean, give or or at least give them a plan for after the NBA. Don't just say, oh, you're done. Oh, you're, well, forget it. Give them a plan for what they need to do next. So they, that, that's how you combat that. But I just find it hilarious people want to, you know, NBA players want to poke fingers at the NCAA when it's really them that, you know, if it wasn't for that role, Zion probably wouldn't be playing at Duke right now. We wouldn't have these one and dones. And you know, the scary part is, is you got these leagues that want to form now that that want to give these players an option. And I mean, if anything, maybe go to the G League, as you know, that's that's becoming another reality as well. So I don't know. I think the G League was his option, but he wanted to play in college because he wanted that experience. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean. You're playing against other schools. You got the pep bands. You got the tournament. You got the rivalries. I mean, there's a lot on the line there. It's a lot of fun. That's why a lot of these kids go to these schools for that, for stuff like that. But uh, anyways, you know, if anything, let these players market themselves. Let them have perks. You know. If uh, 
if this if this if the uh, CFO wants to uh, you know who happens to be a donor wants to give uh, Johnny you know a hundred dollar handshake let him if he wants to do Xbox let him buy it I mean let them sell their autographs let them do a whole bunch of stuff let them sell memorabilia you know, let them make money off themselves. I mean, lift all that. I mean, give them give them that opportunity to do that. So you know, there's a lot that you know, there's a lot that could be done. That it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I I would say you just let the school let the schools police themselves and not you know NCAA. But that's just a that's kind of a nightmare waiting to happen because then you got those academic scandals you saw come up. Of course, the death penalty and whatnot. But you know, you know, LeBron's gonna be in Space Jam, and maybe he can, uh, maybe this movie will he can combat you know his his sweatshop that's making exploding shoes. Although I noticed last night, I guess Adam Silver sent his, sent his goons out to uh, make sure uh, the Lakers make the playoffs because you know. Rockets game was pretty badly officiated, and surprisingly, James Harden had three fouls. Was on the bench with three fouls already. But uh, basically, the NBA needs LeBron and the Lakers in the playoffs. They need LeBron in the playoffs, period, because it's money for them. But he's not going to get too. But even if they get to the playoffs, it's not gonna, they're not going to get too far because of all, all the teams they're, they're going on. I mean, if they were, if they were to go deep in the playoffs, they would need some teams to fall out, and one of them's Golden State. And I'm not sure if there's anybody that can uh, combat Golden State right now. It's going to take some horribly, horribly bad officiating to uh, to do that. So that won't happen. All right, as we say, local, as we stay with the local, let's go local for a minute. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, obviously, is finally free at last, as he quoted Martin Luther King. And supposedly he's up to 260 pounds. I'm sure he'll be able to get that weight down by, by train camp. He's going to have to. But he wants $50 million in his first two years. So I'm not sure he... Somebody's gonna give it to him. I'm not, just not sure who it is. I mean, I, I mean, a running back who's been out one year to give him that much money. I wouldn't do it. Because you don't know what you're getting. I mean, the guy is supposedly up to. T- he's out of shape right now. What you could do is, you know, you can give him his money, and if anything, give him and say, hey, you know what? If your ass shows up in shape by train camp, you're not fat, and maybe that money becomes all guaranteed. So you're gonna, you're probably gonna have to bargain with him. I'm not, but the thing is, I'm not, what teams can really bargain with a guy? I'm, I'm sure. He, I mean, 
Phillies, you know, I, I'm just won Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, actually, a year ago now. You could, uh, you know, one of his landing spots supposedly is Philly, and that's a smart place for him. You know, you're going, you're going to a winner, and if they, and if they had the budget for it, yep, do it, go play for a winner. Ah, uh, there's the Texans, and um, Texas need a running back, but their offensive line really isn't good, and well, good luck with that. But you know, then there's the Jets who are pretty much dumb enough to you know give their you know spend the money for anything. And although he'll have a bunch of losing seasons because the Jets suck, well he'll have his, he'll get paid then. So you know, I'm sure there's plenty of options for him. Uh, Antonio Brown's another story. The Steelers need to trade him, and I'm not sure where where he'll go. He parted ways with Art Rooney, and people are complaining, you know, about the about the selfie. And you know, people are saying that the you know how Art Rooney was with him; he should have been mean or whatever. People need to realize this is about business, and you can't you know cut your nose to spite your face. So you end this thing with Antonio Brown on a good note. You sit and you have a conversation with him. You iron your shit out. And if he wants to go somewhere else, let him go. That's where he's going. Obviously, for whatever reason, he's not crazy about Ben. And Ben obviously is a likable guy. And now that, you know, now whatever issues Antonio Brown has had, it's been flipped to Ben. And pretty much the media is demonizing Ben. I mean, Ben hasn't done. Ben hasn't really done himself any favors either. I mean, he's not innocent in this at all. So I'm not exactly sure what exactly happened. I mean, sure we got Juju, but Antonio Brown's really good, and he opened things up for other receivers. So you just gotta hope that Juju can um, can do the same. But yeah, I'm I'm not really seeing this team next year being any good without Antonio. Even even without Antonio Brown, I think they're not going to be any good. So I'm not sure where where Stewart's going to deal them. I mean, in Houston they talked about this, and really be honest, he's he wouldn't be a good fit for Houston because him and Bill O'Brien just wouldn't get along at all. And people said the Colts, and I'm not sure even the Colts will even want him. It depends. It just depends. I mean, if he, if he's gonna go somewhere where he where there's another, another number one wide receiver, he's got to learn to live with the fact that he's gonna be number two, and that he may not get the ball as number one. That's what he needs to realize. And if he can realize that, then I think he'll be fine. But I don't see that happening. Who knows? It may change. Maybe he just wanted to change the scenery. You know, Pittsburgh tends to be a a gloomy place to live for nine months out of the year. The sun never comes out, and you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of people I've talked to who you know who lived in Pittsburgh and at one time, and they said that uh, for one thing, they couldn't stand the fact that it, 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 the sun was hardly ever out, and 
one guy said he was so bored there it was the most he ever drank ever he said when he moved we we, we lived in Pittsburgh for, for about a year he said he drank more than he ever drank ever because <laughs> he said that's all there was really to do in Pittsburgh at one time was a drink and of course he was working oil and gas so I'm not sure what his you know what his activities were or if he ever explored the area my guess is he probably he probably stayed at a hotel or an apartment probably went and bought a case of beer and just drank beer and watched television because he wanted to go out anywhere probably too scared so as far as those two I'm, I'm sure those stories will continue to be monitored and I'm sure the media will continue to fight with each other over it like they always do of course you know there's a war between Matt and Dunlap as always over this and you know Matt called him soft about this whole thing and that's all for show and I'm sure whatever monster truck rally they're at they'll take a, they'll take a selfie again how, how good friends they are oh yes alright guys we'll close out here the weekend's coming um yeah uh, I'm sure you guys have been following the whole Ju- uh, Jesse Smollett thing where he uh, for, for one thing that's a big mess I mean two guys in, in, in red Donald Trump hats in minus 20 degree weather mug, mugging uh, doing a hate crime it was pretty much you know, I didn't really say much about it I mean I I kind of figured there was something up with that naturally it was and and I think the fact that he filed a false police report and people were people are saying why is he facing jail time and not barbecue Becky well probably because barbecue Becky called 911 and she didn't really follow an actual report. She just called and said, hey, they're not supposed to uh, cooking out here. And so the cop came, of course, and saw it was bullshit and then left it at that. But if anything, she could have just, you know, she wouldn't have faced jail time for that because one thing, she really didn't follow an actual report. At, at, at worst she would have uh, been fined you know for doing that I mean because now one is supposed to be for emergencies not for uh, not for people you, you don't like cooking out and you, and you feel they don't need to be there and they were in the, the people that were cooking out were in the right whereas Jesse actually filed an actual report and um I think once the cops realized there was there was holes in the story that they just you know and it was bullshit they just had to investigate it further. I think if, I think if in Jesse's case, if he would just said a bunch of guys jumped me for being gay and left it at that, then probably nothing happens. It probably doesn't even get investigated. It's just I think once the um, when he said a bunch of white guys in red hats that was it people jumped all over this and not not so much in social justice warriors but politicians as well jumped all over this people you know, people who were trying to run for president jumped all over this called it a, you know Kamala Harris called the modern day lynching so when that happened he was screwed he was fucked
because social justice warriors, social media in general, is not going to let a hate crime go away easily. They're going to keep prodding. They're going to e- they're going to be emailing, calling up the, the local uh, PD to investigate. They're going to call the FBI. It's not going to die. So all Jesse really had to do was just say, "Hey, a bunch of guys jumped me. I got assaulted. That's it." And maybe, and you know what? It probably doesn't get as much attention as it did. But now, you know, I doubt he's going to face jail time. I'm sure he'll hire a really good lawyer and he'll pretty much, they'll settle something else. So I really don't think he'll be in jail for this. So people are screaming by him facing jail time. He's not going to go to jail. If anything, he'll, he'll, he'll probably be on probation or pay a fine or something like that. Or it'll, it'll be sold some other way. But I doubt he will uh, be behind bars. So people need to stop um, over, over exaggerating it. Because, I mean, even mis- even misdemeanors, you face jail time. I mean, the sword conic you can face jail time at the maximum. A lot of times with a misdemeanor, you pay a fine to community service. Oh, well, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Happy Friday. Hell to pit. Bye. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.